the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I don't want to lose. I want to win. I need professional help. Sports Betting Weekly. Sports Betting Weekly, sponsored by EasySportsData.com. The books use data. Shouldn't you too? And this is Easy Sports Data, like the preschoolers use. EasySportsData.com. I went here and I went there. Now what? Sports Betting Weekly. I want to win. Here we go. Money talk. You should also check out sportsbettinglessons.com. You'll learn some old tricks because sometimes how you bet is more important than who you bet. Sportsbettinglessons.com. Let's just do it. Let's put this thing head on. You were you were in it to win it. Talk about an education. Sports betting weekly. Wow, winning. Sports betting weekly. Back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly. I am Second Half Chess. We are sponsored by ChampionshipFootballs.com. ChampionshipFootballs.com, the coolest present they'll open that day, guaranteed. And I'm pretty sure that when we get around to talking to Wes, he'll tell you that he likes his Kansas City Chiefs because that one took 50 years to make. We are calling, uh, coming to you uh, on the Belly Up Sports, Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We, You might be watching us on Sports bettingweeklylive.com. Uh, we are now live, if it is anywhere where you are, and it's Thursday, and it's 8 o'clock on the Eastern Seaboard, Eastern Time, then you're watching me doing what I'm doing right now with Wes and John. Blackhawk Wes, welcome. Thank you, sir. Good to be here. Right, as always, we start with our number one goal in mind is to make money right now. Now, my early plays are 3-1, and one, so I do have a play that I could hop on in the second half that I lost the first half, but I'm not chasing it because it was the under in the Michigan game, and I don't really like unders. Unders are not good for me to bet. I don't like betting unders. I bet them when I see a possibility, and I'm still live on the game, but what about you? What do you got right now that you are, are, are playing that we could hop on live? Well, I, I jumped on it earlier. I'm on Philadelphia. Pittsburgh scored three goals real quick. That's not normal, and these two don't like each other. I jumped on it, plus three and a half Philadelphia. Uh, Philly popped a goal in, and they're a little bit tougher. Philadelphia is the play. That over-under is up to eight and a half. I don't think we get another goal in this game to go over eight and a half. So I am looking on under, uh, probably half or quarter unit on it. But I, I think that this game is going to settle in a little bit. There, there's probably going to be seven or eight goals. I don't think we see nine. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to pay attention to that one. Then we're going to hop over to talk to John from GMF Sports Consultant. Uh, what are you looking at, John? Uh, that was actually a game I was looking at as well because I was actually on the Flyers tonight. So I'm, I actually took them at plus two and a half. Uh, I believe they're around minus 146 on my book. So I was keeping an eye on that. So I jumped on them at plus two and a half. They're in a, the intermission right now going into the second period. And then also, I, I haven't checked yet, but just to kind of give a different opinion, I'll be keeping an eye on the Knicks as well for NBA. All right, so let's check that out. What time do they start? Uh, the Knicks are on right now. They, they should be in the first quarter. They're right. They're, so it's right about the end of the first quarter, and they've yeah. got a, a six-point lead. They've been playing very, very well, and I know because Mikey from uh, the mm-hmm. D.C. show bets them a lot. All right, so we are, we are live on, on some action for the uh, game. But those are those are for the game. Now I'm going to go back to that hockey and see where we're at in terms of the games that we could hop on to catch something in the second period. So the Philly Pittsburgh game that just go into the second or the second seconds winding down. The puck, the puck going gets, into the second. Yep. So did they score in the second or did they score in the first? They, they scored four goals in the first, and so if, if it's one and a half, I'm not looking right now, but if it's second over there, but given what the first period did, I think it's going to be at two. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to sit tight on that one. All right, so we've got a full show. The live action, though, for me is always exciting, and, and again, normally I'll be chasing my own stuff, but right now I'm on winners. I do apologize. I got them out late to you today, guys, with the, uh, with the text because I was working on Joe's videos but we have what i'm calling the 
semifinals. No, the, the quarterfinals. These are the quarterfinals. So, John, you're you're a, a very knowledgeable horse racing guy. Whether or not you're on the Triple Crown trial yet, you know how it works. So, these races lead to the next races. So, you got to win the Tampa Bay Derby to get to the Florida Derby. You got to win the San Felipe to get to Santa Anita Derby. And, but the race after that is the final four, the final twenty. It is the Derby. Do you for your seat for your seat? Let's try English. Do you foresee yourself, John, putting down any future bets? Um, probably not. This, this is probably an instance. I haven't really been following it too much. So now is an instant where if you're looking to bet into the Derby, these are the races where you want to watch. So then that way you can kind of gauge and get some feel and get some idea of the horses and everything like that. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye on this and kind of seeing. And if, you know, if, if I take a look at the races this week and if somebody catches my eye, then I'll kind of keep that you know, in the back of my mind moving forward as we get, you know, into these later races here. Well, yeah, Wes, this is really losing you go home kind of thing. It is. I mean, these are really good horses racing this weekend. Futures are, are fun if you can find some value in them. It's not a part of my overall strategy, and, and really because I don't really want to have to wait a few months. So to, to throw a piece of some winning futures, no, whether it's horses or anywhere else, that's where I'll go. But I, I love this weekend. There's some good racing at Santa Anita and at the Big A. No, and that really what it what it becomes down to. You've got the WTF money, Mo for the Mo Radio shows. It's the money that you put on the wheel with the pretty girl at the front of the casino. It's the money you're going to throw in the trash, basically, because the chances of you winning those bets. But you know anything over forty to one. And I like it, but I'm telling you right now, guys, if you're looking to do it a future for the Derby, you got to get it in before these races, because if you do like the horse he, and he wins, he cuts in half instantly. You're going to go from 40 to 20, which is really the whole reason our friends at PropSwap were born for, for those opportunities right there. So we are going to talk to Joe from Connecticut, uh, again, another one of the public guys who have been with us for years and years and years, and he really knows his stuff. So what we're going to do is we've got him talking about all three races. Now, I did some bad math before I talked to Joe. And for some reason, I had these races spread out over another hour that they're not. So it is actually going to be 30 minutes. There's about 30 minutes of racing that we're dealing with. And then it's going to, we're going to um, a million dollars worth of purses in, in literally 35 minutes. So th that's where horse racing is really excited. Unlike sports betting where the games are three hours apart, there's a, a East Coast, then a, another East Coast, and then a West Coast, and boom, boom, boom. And you mentioned Santa Anita. So let's start with Santa Anita for you, Wes. What's jumping out at you there? Obviously the sixth race and the eighth race, but... There's a couple names that I like. Yeah, well, you know, they do. And we talked about it with Joe, and you're gonna, we're going to get to one of those here in a, just a second. We're going to start with his New York races. But this is it. The, the California horses are good horses. The problem I had, and we'll talk about it with Joe, is, you know, four horse fields for the Santa Anita Derby don't just do anything for me. You know what I mean? From a betting standpoint, it's, it's horrible. So let's do this. Let, let's, um, let's go out to Joe. Uh, the thing with Joe coming from uh, Connecticut is he, he's got a, a different – aspect of this thing because you know what i don't know about you two i've been to all the, the the racetracks in new york but these guys that live there they go a lot because you know it's pretty easy to get in and out when tommy and i went up to santa anita for the breeders cup it was amazingly easier than going to a raider game or, or charger game you know what i'm saying uh so yeah we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk to him about the gotham and again he's gone to these racetracks so let's see what he has to say yeah you know aqueduct is no saratoga but aqueduct a nice place to make some bets. They got a little casino in there. Maybe they'll have sports gambling soon, but uh, it's a nice place to, uh, to wager some pesos. So what do you think? Is it a good field? You know, it's, the Gotham's interesting field. I think Doug O'Neill brings over a horse this year in the Gotham. He has he does that every so often. He did it with I'll Have Another in 2009. He's doing it again on Saturday with um, – with the uh, four wipe the slate with Karamoosh riding, it'll be interesting to see how live he is. Fletcher, you can't ever bet against them. Bob Baffert is coming east. Uh, Jimmy Jerkins has a horse. Chad Brown is two. The race is live. And you know what? It'll be very, very interesting to see who emerges from this race as a Wood Memorial contender um, and which of these jockeys uh, can sort of stay afloat and stay on a derby contender and maybe ride him for the first week in May. So that's 5.07 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. There's three races, three 
Kentucky Derby prep races in 90 minutes. And we talked about it, even for yourself, a guy with a wife that's going to have a baby any day, you could get away for 90 minutes, you know what I mean? Anytime you can pop on Wi-Fi, it's worth it. Exactly. All right. So, uh, and that race is nice because they've got the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. So the New York racetracks are going to have a nice pick four that ends at the Gotham between their uh, 252, that's 455, 575. So, yeah, almost a million dollars. A little shy, probably about 900, 875, somewhere around there. Uh, so we're looking forward to this week. And remember, all our plays, Joe's plays and my plays are going to go out. Now, last week, we had some overlap. I didn't look to see if, if they won because I was too busy drinking margaritas. But we'll talk to you again in a little bit. Talk All right, so I'm not sure if I told you guys the margarita story because it, it's been a, a crazy week for me. But literally, I'm at the Old Town Tequila Factory with my phone on my lap, the racing form under my table because I'm at a lunch with another couple. They were cool, don't get me wrong. But it wasn't like anybody was saying to me, who do you got in the ninth? You know what I mean? They were oblivious to it. And my balance just going higher and higher and higher because as you know in 10 to, in 10 races i bet i, I had a, a winning percentage of 90 percent i had a, a trifecta percentage of 60 percent i hit 80 percent of the exactas so obviously i was reading the race in form but as you guys know when you're winning life kind of just drifts by doesn't it Wes? it sure does and you feel like you can't lose and there's nothing like cashing a ticket and especially on the horses too because you go back, depending on the track, if you're betting the harnesses like me, you go back to it again. But it's, there's nothing like it. Especially you watch you watch the horse go down the stretch, cross the finish line. There's nothing like it. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, the, the best part, and we talk about this a, a lot, is when John mentioned it when he first got in the business, the, the very low barrier to entry which is, of course, a business term. But at horse racing, it really is, a, 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 I think, a buck. I think you could put a dollar in the machine, right, and get get a, a $1 exacta. Or I think you'd even, you can't do a dollar double some places, but almost everything else you could do doubles. And then, you know, we'll talk about it with a, when we go later in the day, some of the other things. But what we got here is a unique situation because you guys are excellent NBA guys. So what we did is we said, hey, a couple weeks back, let's, Offer people the ability to hang around with us basically for the weekend. You got to pay, but you know what? You're not buying me a freaking drink. If you were buying me drinks, it would cost you a lot more than $15 to hang around with me. But I will say that when I go with my buddies, there's about a half dozen of us, you're only really buying one round. It's expensive, don't get me wrong, but the next five rounds, you're drinking for free. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, not, you're not really paying the piper, so to speak. But what we did is amazing. I mean, you guys just gave winner after winner after winner the first weekend. This weekend, we, we cashed a lot of tickets, but, you know, those, those horse racing texts that I gave, they were pretty easy because I only think in one race I had five pieces. And, and I think that was the race I won the, the most money. And I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i talk about that later uh, when we get to Joe's uh, talking about California. But it was really just special. So it's the same thing. You go to our website. It's sportsbettingweekly.com. On there, it's the cash tickets thing. And the reason we call it cash tickets is, is really that's what it, it's all about. If you think that you're going to be the guy that makes a living off of your bets, you know what? God bless you. God bless you. Okay. I'm going to get my, uh, when I give my Oscar speech out, okay, for best screenplay, I am going to mention you guys, the 2% of you that make a living off it. For most of us, it's just fun. It's a hobby. And as long as you're cashing tickets, you can buy the round when it's your turn. There's nothing worse, dude, when it's you're in a sports book with a half dozen guys. It's your turn for a round. It's like 70 bucks, say. $10 a person in a tip. And you don't got it. You got to borrow from the guy who's the next round <laughs> and hoping that you cash. Or you can have tickets in your pocket, then you cash them as you need them, and that's what you do when you win all day with us. And these guys, I'm telling you, they were all in the same time zone last week, so they were hitting us up early. Normally, you know, Wes is a little, a little earlier than us, but then it's me and John. He was up. What did we say? You, you, you won twelve dollars on video blackjack and had four free bears before breakfast, right? It was one of the greatest starts to my day I can remember. It, it was. At 8 o'clock in the morning, I, I 
laid some action. By 8.15, I was $7 on a video blackjack, and I was four beers in. I got paid $7 to drink four beers. And the FCS ticket cashed about an hour after that. I'm on the Pacific time zone. So that watching a football kickoff at, at 10 o'clock in the morning, it was fantastic. There's a, there's a handful of things, John, that, that suck because you're in the Pacific time zone when it comes to sports betting, right? So, so, but there's, there's so many more that are great. I mean, the bottom line is you don't have to go to work. Uh, you know, I used to have to go to work. So I went to bed at halftime of the game, and I would wake up, and as you know, there's th- sometimes in the NFL a tale of two halves, and you went to bed winning, you woke up losing. <laughs> really. What's the worst thing, though, of all the things that we have to deal with, John, for betting on the sports from the West Coast that you, you don't like the most? Um, it's, it's just a process of, of just making sure kind of what you do the night before that you're ready to go at 9 a.m. I mean, you literally, if you're going to play these early games, you got to get your tickets in, you know, at, at 8.30, you, you know, a.m. in the morning. So you got to kind of pace yourself a little bit. You know, if you have friends or family or if you're going out to dinner, you know, that Friday night uh, time kind of gets dwindled down a little bit because, you know, like I said, yeah, action when you're on the West Coast, it goes all day from 9 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. So you, you could be betting the East Coast game at 9 o'clock in the morning, and then you got to stay up all day and bet that late-night Hawaii game or something. You know? No, I would agree with you that it's, the, it's that you need an alarm clock. There's not a week that goes by during football season that I don't have an alarm clock. I will have an alarm clock set uh, for this weekend and, and going forward pretty much every weekend because of the, not during the week. I'll be up because, remember, in a couple Thursdays, We'll be talking about the games that are playing right now. We'll be betting the March Madness live on this show. So, and those games start really early too. I remember when I was in college, you know, having the game on the radio in the park lot and having to, to, to you know, shut it off because I didn't, you know, back then they didn't have radios you could take into class with you. So, all right, so we'll, when we get back from break, we're going to go out and talk to Joe about a couple more of these prep races. And again, if you don't understand how it works, think about these are the quarterfinals. These horses got to run well. Probably what top three finish, Wes? Would you agree to keep going? Top three finish to keep going, I would say. Yep. All right, and, and so when you get when we get back, we're gonna cover that. Remember, we turned one hundred fifty dollars into well over a thousand. I still have the main money into my account that I started with. So you're listening to Sports Betting Weekly. We're on the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network. You can catch us at SportsBettingWeeklyLive.com and live Thursday nights, eight p.m. Eastern on the, really, the, the app that's worth its weight in Bitcoin, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. You keep lying when you ought to be truthing. And you keep losing when you ought to not bet. Sit back and enjoy the show. Sports betting weekly. That could really be a tattoo. I could wear. Uh, you 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 were losing when you ought to not bet. I could wear that tattoo because I'm I'm really pretty disciplined. But it's a great segue because I got a quick uh, story to tell. So welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly. I'm second half Chaz. Of course, as always, we're joined by John, the owner of GMF Sports Consultants, and Blackhawk West of 151 Sports Investing, and. I'm going to start with John. John, you click a lot on the phone. Do you ever bet the wrong thing and realize it too late? It's happened more than once on specific occasions. And you want to know the worst thing is, is that when you're watching, you might not realize it at first. And then you're watching the game and maybe that game wins. And then you go back and you check your phone and you're like, oh, man. I hit." Yeah, your number's off. Your balance is off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Wes, what was the bet that we talked about? Wes had us on a hot live bet. Do you remember what that bet was? I don't. It was the I, Flyers. I you like the Flyers. Scored a goal. Well, guess so what? I, I I bet the wrong bet. I thought I was betting uh, them plus the points, and I got them plus the, the money line. So I got them on the money line for plus 365 when no, they were down 3-1. to one. So if they tie this game, but then I thought to myself, shouldn't I be able to guarantee right now a, a win with that bet? Uh, I, I don't really your your mistake, to tell you the truth. Well, no, no, no. So, so here's here's what I got. I got uh, Pittsburgh minus three hundred one. That seems really high. Philadelphia plus one ninety four. 
So that's not that big of a difference. 365, well, maybe it's almost double. It's almost double. But what about the puck line? Pittsburgh minus 134. If uh, plus 134 minus 15. So that's what I'm looking at. Whenever I have a, 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 a bet that turns really quickly on a 5 to 1, 4 to 1, somewhere in that range, I'll look to get that money and just remove myself from that operation with an instant winner. If I can win a unit, guaranteed, and walk away, worst case scenario, though, is you win a unit. If they win, you still get the big bet. You're just basically protecting the, the original investment. So I'm going to pay attention to that. Unless I see it go 3-3, then I'm going to be doing the happy dance. Because if it goes 3-3, I'm definitely winning money on this. No doubt about it. All right, so. We'll all be doing a happy dance. Yeah, let's, let's see where we're at here. We've got um, some more horse racing to talk about, but I wanted to go through what we've got for the weekend. Because, again, it's Sports Betting Weekly, and most of my actions on um, weekends, except really – as you guys know, since I started following your plays with the cash tickets page at uh, sportsbettingweekly.com, I'm betting almost every day because I have money in my account. <laughs> it's money. every I take the money out, there's still money in there. So it's pretty nice. But the NHL's got a, a full slate of games this weekend. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, we want to talk about that. And then, of course, the NCAA is winding down. So Sunday's a light day because they go into conference tournaments. And as you know, or may not know, I've been riding the Aztecs a lot recently. They've won some money for me. But back-to-back conference, regular conference championships, when you replace a coach that's a legend, is a pretty cool thing for a coach to do. You know, guys that replace legends usually fall on their face, don't they, Wes? They usually do. At least the first one does. Um, you know, didn't didn't really work out for Dallas. You know, those Cowboys for for a little while, and nobody can really do what the first Steelers does, where they just you know, what have they had five coaches in their yeah, entire yeah, franchise? Yeah, exactly, history. exactly. All right, so we're we're talking to John from GM Sports on the weekend. He's given us his plays. I'm gonna say a solid third of them are NBA. John, am I got pretty close on that number? Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. My NBA plays have been kind of upticking a little bit here in, in the uh, recent week or two. And obviously, when you're winning NBA plays, you're going to start betting a lot more. Um, you know, the trends are there. We're able to track the trends. Um, you know, if you've been following the Nets recently, if you've been following the Knicks, if you've been following some of these overs for like the Pelicans, some of these overs on the Suns games. Um, if you keep following those trends, I think you'll wind up doing pretty good overall. So what are you going to do for All-Star Weekend? Uh, All-Star Weekend, we'll be focusing just on college basketball. So you, you, Saturday, we have a pretty decent slate, like always. And then we're also going to mix in some uh, NHL plays in there as well. Um, All-Star Weekend, we'll kind of just keep an eye on the uh, festivities and, and do that for more entertaining purposes. No, no real bets for All-Star NBA Weekend. Um, and then we'll keep, keep an eye when they return how you know teams adjust. Sometimes it's a little bit of a jet lag or a little bit of delay from the several games off. So we'll kind of take it easy, and then we'll be right back in the NBA right after the All-Star break. But, Wes, when it comes to you, I would say that the NBA being an All-Star break isn't going to impact you really much at all, right? I will jump in on some NBA plays when, when the number jumps off the page at me. Yeah, but, but I go to sporadically, I would say. I would say it, for yeah. your number, your number, it, it, it's a solid 35-40% for, for hockey, I think. For hockey, it is, and and at, at this point, every Saturday I've had some FCS. I got one that I, I love. It's nothing better than a juicy dog, and uh, I, I also believe it or not, I like the Oak Lawn card. It's not the most glamorous card of races, but I really like the Oak Lawn. And I've been hitting ponies every weekend. Well, yeah, and we talked about that with with uh, Joe from Connecticut. Is that when you have uh, the, the streak that I had? Well, the next week it's the same racing form, but it's a different racetrack. So. You have to be careful, especially when you're betting pick fours, because a lot of times in pick fours, the first race is dirt or grass, and then the second race is the opposite, and the third race is whatever the first race was. So if you if you put in your pick fours and you just crap the bed in the first race, you got to go look at that third race all over again. You can't bet it ahead of time. I mean, you're tearing up the pick four tickets, obviously. And that was the thing. I cashed. Oh, my God. They, they showed the number. I, I want to say I cashed 30-something out of 50-something tickets last weekend. Now, I do that. As you know, I'll use my ticket cashing 
uh, percentage. That's all I care about. Hey, I bet seven tickets. I cashed five of them. I don't really care how much I won. You can't do much better than that. And again, that's one of the reasons why we talk about cash tickets on the website with the with the plays. And really, if you think about it, if you, if you did 100 and you just followed what I did, that 100's got to be worth two grand now in two weeks because, it, you know, and, and I bet small. Uh, you know, I don't bet like some of you guys bet. I bet small. My wife, when you win, with Vicky, here's how it works. When we win, how much did we win? When I lose, how much did you lose? That's kind of how it works. So she says to me, how come you didn't bet more money? It was on that race where I hit, the favorite ran fourth, and I hit for like three bills. I had cashed out the day before. I was only playing because the money was still in there. And as I mentioned, uh, uh, they were still running. At, it was Oakland, right? They were still running at Oakland. So you would think that I would grab the Oakland form this weekend. I might, Wes. I might talk to you about it. But it, you know, I've already got like seven or eight races. That's 30 minutes a race. And that's up to where, you know, Breeders' Cup, like John said, you're on the, the West Coast Breeders' Cup. i got to start reading the race form two days before. As soon as I can get it, i got to start reading it. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about um, a little more horse racing now. We're going to go out to John. Let me see what we're talking with. I mean, to Joe. We're going out to Joe. And he's now going to talk to us about the Tampa Bay Derby. Um, and I'm going to talk to you guys as well as this. Even though John said I'm not really on the Derby trail yet, I know his knowledge of horses and things. But we're going to talk to you guys when we're done with Joe about what do you think when you're handicapping a race? What's more important, the trainer or the jockey? Yeah, for me, you know, I immediately like to take a look at the, the jockeys. I know everything in my data background always tells me sort of look at the trainer, but I always feel like when I'm on track looking at the races, the jockey has to be at least live to pick a winner. And, and at the end of the day, when you take a look at the result, the winners are always the same six or seven, uh, five or six jockeys on every track. You see Luis Saez winning a bunch of races. You see the Ortiz brothers winning a bunch of races. You see him also punching people lately in another jockey, Paco Lopez, getting a small suspension. That's another story, but I like to make sure my jockeys are at least live. And then I look at, take a look at my trainers. This Tampa Bay race, you got Sappy Joseph, who has three, three horses in this race. He trained the early favorite for the Derby wagering last year. Uh, didn't fare too well. He has three horses in this race. He wins between 25 and 30%. Uh, Todd Fletcher's got two horses in this race. William Mott is chipping in a horse. Uh, Marcasi has a horse for Dale Romans. Um, and there's a couple other decent trainers in this race, so it's hard to just toss anybody. But looking specifically at a few jockeys here, um, I can convince myself to cut this field down to seven or eight pretty quickly. Um, and that's probably what I'll do. And then I'll lean on the trainers a little bit, and then we'll look for we'll look for our value like we always do. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. When you get rid of horses, it makes the race easier. Of course, you know that's Derby Day. Derby Day, you could get to where you you get to seven horses and you're, you're saying, okay, now at least I have something to work with. You know, these fields are seven horses, but I will give Tampa Bay Derby a little pat on the back. Kudos. They've got the biggest purse. It's 400 K. The other two biggest are 300 per- and that Tampa biggest Bay. Of the day. Yeah. That biggest, that big uh, Tampa Bay purse leads to the pick three. So the ninth, the 10th and the 11th at Tampa Bay will be giving out those pick threes. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Wes, how often do you string try to string more than a daily double? Threes, pick threes, pick fours, pick fives, pick sixes. Once or twice a day. I mean, depending on how many tracks I'm betting. And it also depends on how I'm cashing. If I'm cashing tickets left and right, then I have that WTS money that you were talking about. But if, if I'm win one, lose one, 50% for the day, then it becomes this trip. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, John, when, when you bet the ponies, did you... Do you, do you go in like you're betting horses where you, you have a plan, or do you just kind of do it because you happen to be at the racetrack? Um, yeah, I, I always like to go in it with a plan, so kind of just to backtrack of, of the same thing. Like, you, you know, I want to be familiar with the track. I want to be familiar with the horses running that track. Same thing going by what Joe said. You know, I want to be familiar with the trainers and, and the jockeys and everything like that because I think that all plays, you know, into a factor. If you want to bet – especially horse racing and, 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 you know, be knowledgeable and be good at it. You kind of got to factor in all these situations. So yeah, you, you got to go in it with, with some type of plan. Um, you know, once again, you could just go in there with 10, 20 bucks and have fun and not really worry about it. That's okay too. 
But, you know, if you want to stay consistent and stay profitable, you really got to kind of, you know, pace yourself and have some kind of direction. Yeah, an example is I'm a, I'm a boxer. So though I will play those extended races, the pick threes, the pick fours, very seldom do I make it out of the first race. And so I, I learned over the years, okay, dude, you don't win those races. Those are going to be my last ticket of that I bet. So I'm boxing the horses. So if you box horses like I do, then you've got to kind of find and, and isolate a couple that I call my key horses if I'm going to look. And sometimes I don't have a key horse. I like all these horses. I could see any of these horses winning the race. And so then I got to use four pieces. Well, if you put four pieces on anything at a ticket that's extended three or four races, it costs a lot of money, even at 50 cents. So what, what do you know about horse racing? You can have a $40 ticket, but it's really 80, 50 cent bets. You could lose 79 of 80 of those and still win a lot of money, you know? And that's that. I think that's why horse racing is really, besides the fact that, you know, people don't like you riding horses for money. Uh, the bottom line is it's really underappreciated by most sports bettors. But it seems like there are either people that just dabble or there's people that are horse players. You know, they show up in the morning with their little briefcase, with their paper bag and a sandwich and the racing forms. And I really think we're somewhere in the middle. We're able to, to, to use it as a, a tool, enjoy it for what it is. Really, think about I thought it was 90 minutes. It's really like 23 minutes. It's, I think, 5.07 to 5.30. So in 23 minutes, all three of those races are going to go off at the same time. And it really is it's a pretty exciting time. And the third one, of course, is the race from California. It is the San Felipe. And now Wes has some opinions about the San Felipe I can bet the San Felipe legally here in California. I can't bet anything else that we do all weekend on our cash tickets page. I can't do any of that in California. But it looks like it's going to change for Joe in Connecticut because he can now bet, it looks like, legally. Yeah, we got some exciting developments this week. It looked like Connecticut finally has made an agreement with the two big casinos here. And we're going to have sports gambling on the horizon. It's going to be interesting times. We're going to be able to go to an OTB, make some bets. I have so many now, uh, you know, we, we accept the fact that I'm old, but I'm telling you, I have so many fond, fond memories of summer days in the parking lot at the OTB using the car doors to strike zone for wiffle ball. Talk to me. What about this Santa Anita race? It caught my eye right away in this race, and it's, it's John Velasquez coming west to ride for Bob Baffert. It's really rare that Velasquez doesn't have one of Todd Fletcher's mount in the prep races and Fletcher has horses in both uh, Florida and in New York on Saturday. But Velasquez is coming east to ride for Baffert. Baffert has another horse in this race with Mike Smith, uh, who had a lot of good luck with with Arrogate and a few other horses. Joel Rosario, who's having a nice winter, uh, riding for Peter Irvin. He's, he's settled out west. And then, you know, Abel Sedillo, Flavian uh, Pratt, Gutierrez, Hernandez, every jockey is good in this race. Every trainer is good in this race. It'll be very, very interesting to see who shakes out as a winner in here and advances to the Santa Anita Derby. California has had some strong, strong horses in the past 10, 15 years leading up to the Derby, and I expect another strong one to emerge here. Now let's talk about that. This is it. If you're not hopping on a horse before this race is, as in terms of Kentucky Derby future, you're waiting too long, right? This is when you got to do it. So the question I have for you is, what do you think? Do you do pools? Do you do futures? What's better for you? It's tough. If, if ahead of time I like a horse, if I think I can get a really nice uh, odds on a Kentucky Derby future horse, I'll make the bet. In a sense, I feel like I'm throwing a little bit of money away, throwing, throwing a little bit into the air and saying, gee, if I get lucky um, and a couple of things break right, and, you know, you try to create some value, but it, you know, it's a tough proposition to make a bet on a race that isn't run yet, where the entries aren't available yet. You don't know if the horse is going to make it. The odds aren't steady. It's very hard. With that being said, money has left my account on a, on a futures bet 
every year in the last five years. So I'm sure I'll be making one. Let me tell you, you don't need a big winning percentage of 50 to one. That's for sure. All right, buddy. That's so sure. this weekend, what we'll do is we'll be uh, getting our picks back and forth and uh, we'll let uh, let those people follow us. The bottom line is we do the work. You, you, you put the bets and you keep the winnings. And really, it's not a bad deal if you think about it. Well, we're not we're not really even selling you our picks. We're just talking about our opinions. And and so right now, your guys' opinion was on this Flyers game, and Wes was all over under eight and a half. Correct? I was, and this second period just ended uh, with five goals on the board. So now that looks like a genius play because it's minus four hundred almost. Did you hop on the one and a half? Because I know you you both have Philly at two and a half plus two and a half. Yeah, I I didn't hop on the one and a half. I, I took Philly early, like I mean, really fast fingers, three and a half, and it was gone in five seconds. And then I went back in for the for the plus two. Yeah, it it, it really is amazing how how quickly those lines move. All right, so when we get back from break, we're gonna uh, we're gonna start talking about the weekend. We're gonna start looking at some plays. We're gonna uh, finish up talking about the prep races. We're gonna check our live plays. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly. You might be watching at SportsBettingWeeklyLive.com. You might be listening on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Or if it's Thursday and it's eight o'clock Eastern, between eight and nine, well, it's like eight forty-one Eastern time. Uh, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. Back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly. I'm Second F. Chaz. You are following us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to us on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network or always our last show. It's always our last thing. And sometimes it's not a show. It's whatever we did last is at sportsbettingweeklylive.com. But I'm telling you right now, the most important aspect of this show is you got to go to sportsbettingweekly.com and look for the cash tickets page that is the page that'll make it worth watching this show and i'm talking about very very much worth it however every weekend you never know so let's talk to john john i mean how many weeks do we go where we just kick ass before you know we're going to be human again aren't we you, you, you want to know what it happens. It's almost a law of uh, averages, especially when it comes to betting. Um, you know, when you're hot, it feels so good. When you're constantly winning, you want to ride that train forever. But, um, you know, as the saying goes, all good things come to an end. Uh, we've been cashing a lot of tickets lately, so I hope that M isn't coming soon. That's the only thing we could try to prevent. But, you know, this is where bankroll management comes into play as well. You, you know, um, got to be treated as a business. Be smart with it. You know, try not to expose yourself to that uh, downside too many times. Yeah, so I'm going to ask you, Wes. That's a, that's an excellent segue. All right, so I, I had a big weekend, but I didn't change my units. I kept the money. What do, what do you think? How did I do? Well, you know, you're fine because you're cashing tickets. Uh, you know, I advise everybody that, that follows me on 151 Sports Investing, take a payday. Monday's mine. Even if I have to move backwards in the account balance from where I was, I get paid every Monday. And I advise, press your unit by 10%. Press your unit by 25%. But no matter what, you're taking half of your winnings out so that you can, you can fund that press. Uh, you know, but the kind of weeks that we've been having, uh, I, I'm cashing out more than I'm pressing at this point just because there's, they're just... It, you go into low, and there's days where you just don't read that racing form the right way. But you gotta pay yourself. If you don't pay yourself, I don't believe that you're investing. I believe that that truly is gambling. No, I, I have seen guys that are twenty dollar players. They get hot. They get up like five grand. They become hundred dollar players. They go on a little cold streak. So they won like fifty games to get where they are, and they lost fifteen in a row, and now they're broke even again. And. And a lot of it has to do with what your discipline level is within your unit. He was a $20 better to start the football season. 
And if I told you the Don come Super Bowl time and how many times he paid himself, uh, it was a grown man's annual salary that, that he built himself up to just following a good portfolio management strategy and staying disciplined to the payday. And, and, and it really is. What you gotta you gotta say, and you know, I always tell people golf, you gotta say it's discretionary income. Because I'm pretty sure if you got your mortgage with bank of whatever, bank of whatever ain't gonna care that the that you got hooked on a missed field goal and you lost by half a point. <laughs> so I can't pay your mortgage this month. That ain't gonna work, you know. They will take your car, guys. I know it for a fact. I've never had a car repossessed, but I do know that they will take your car because they come and they take your car. I've been in businesses where the guy went out and there's some guy towed his car away. And I, I reminded him, you know, if you pay your bills, they don't take your car usually. So you got you got to make sure you're, you're, you're playing smart. So let's talk about this weekend. John, what are you looking at this weekend? We're, give us a, a tease of where we're going to be batting if we talk to you. Uh, pretty probably, I, I would say anywhere from 80 to 90% of the plays is going to be on college basketball for Saturday. Um, we're going to peek into, into some NHL. Um, obviously, NBA is on break. So that kind of, you know, shifts all of our focus just strictly on college basketball. Um, we got all day plays, like I said, in, here in Vegas. It's 9 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. So there's a lot of opportunities there. All right. So let's look at um, college basketball. Right now, your top three teams that, when you say their name, you feel a good, a little tingle inside. You know, like you know, like you have a girlfriend, and somebody mentions your girlfriend, and you feel good. Your top three college basketball teams that make you feel good inside right now. Uh, well, right now, just probably Gonzaga. They, they've been on a little bit of a, of a kind of rough streak the last couple of games, and they're playing well. Um, if you've been watching the show, then obviously you know I've been tailing Florida State for a while. Um, they had that one rough game, but then, I mean, you see what they did. I, I think it was yesterday or the night before. They had a pretty solid bounce back there. So I'll be eyeing them again. And then also there's a couple other teams, but Drake as well. Um, you know, kind of a mid-major. If you're not familiar with Drake, uh, you really should have been playing them from the beginning of the year because they had a lot of caches for people. Yeah, they were on a tear. They were on a tear. Mine, mine are uh, the Aztecs, of course. You know, they're my team, but they're also, they're also doing what they're supposed to do. Houston, without a doubt. Houston have been winning a lot. And, and again, Gonzaga, with, with all due respect to Gonzaga, they're giving 30-something points now. They, weren't giving, they were given 24 and winning by 26. You win by 26. You're playing guys at the end of the game to get a minutes. You know what I mean? And so yep. in college basketball, if you see that, you're going to see teams that don't cover point spreads in March Madness because they're putting guys on the court the game is over it doesn't matter whether they're winning or losing either way if the game is over and there's no longer fouls and shoot threes and fouls and shoot threes then they're going to put guys on to say they played in march madness and oh my god that's when the point spreads kill you wes yeah they're playing a video game with the rest of the country um houston has paid us a bunch and i think that where houston is going to find themselves is going to be perfect striking distance and i think that there's going to be some favorable spreads uh, that work in our favor. We may be, even be able to catch the money line uh, where Houston shows up. And I think another interesting one, I don't know that it gives me it gives me chills to, to mention it, but I think Alabama is a really interesting one. Coming out of the conference, they, they come out in, and I, I think that on the right day, they can beat anybody. They're going to be one of those mid-level seeds. Uh, so that's a team I'm going to be looking to invest in come, come bracket time. Yeah, and, and of course, once we get into the conference tournaments, there, there, there's still some money to be made because you could look and see. You don't have to say, all right, I'm comparing an ACC team to an SEC team, kind of like in bowl games. You can't do that. But in the conference tournaments coming up, there's money to be made, especially on those two teams that are rested. Most conferences, the top two teams rest, and they come out and they usually dominate. They're given a lot of points, but usually they dominate. And those games, I would imagine, you could cash 80 85% of the time. Yeah, there's going to be some advantages, just kind of what you said. This is a time of the year where if you're betting college basketball, you have, you have to pay attention to the scheduling, how many teams, uh, how many games that certain teams have played, you know, within the last week, within the last couple of days. I know it's kind of been a shortened season, obviously, because of COVID, but, you know, fatigue 
and you know kind of players you, you know this is a factor and so this is something you got to take into consideration when you're betting here in march yeah there's no doubt about it and and, and you saw somebody had a couple teams had a, almost a month off i mean yeah, that's really now Bay, wasn't baylor one of them i think right baylor Baylor had a, a, a almost three weeks without a game, or maybe even closer to a month. That's that's tough on everybody. I don't care who it is, you know. All right, so let's talk about West. West this weekend. Give us a tease. What what are we gonna What are we gonna be betting on? I'm getting pretty deep into FCS football. It it it's hard to follow because it's not widely covered. But uh, I, we now we're going on three weeks. But I I have a pretty good feel for what's going on in this FCS. Like I said, I. There's a really juicy underdog that I'm on, and I feel like this dog is going to not just the points, but they're they're going to win outright. So I, I'm going to have some action. And I'm going to be right in action on money line on a, on a juicy dog that should pay two or three. Well, let me ask you this: uh, How many FCS games will you bet this weekend? It's just is it just Saturday? Or are they playing Sundays too? Well, there's two games on right now, and um, you know I, I didn't touch those. But uh, there, there's about a dozen games on, and I'm, I'm going to be in four of them for sure. Uh, of this. So the FCS, it's, it's kind of like going into a sports book in Vegas, which I learned this past weekend. You keep your fingers crossed. There is, you no, no, right, right. And it's only game action, right? It's only game action. And there, I didn't see any halftime bets. Yeah. Um, but FCS games, I'm playing the Oak Lawn card. And then I, there's three hockey games on Saturday that, that I really like. And then there's another four hockey games on Sunday. So I, I can tell you, that if, if you're looking for action, I'm going to have minimum uh, 11 games going on. Not to mention the live that I'm going to jump into. And, and, of course, Monday payday. And so if, if you, you click that West button, we're going to talk about how you get yourself on Monday. Yeah, and, and it's, it's pretty cool because, um, again, when, when, when it's illegal – it's different than when it's legal betting. And it really, you notice it in the ease of getting paid. And if you think about it, in the old days, what good was getting paid if your bookie stiffed you, right? And bookies stiffed people all the time. Then they they, they, they had to move usually but and start somewhere else. But the bottom line is, when I was using Express Bet at the Old Town Tequila Factory, it was like having an OTB in my pocket that's what it was like it was so cool and it was really just a click it took me a click i hit withdraw and i think i had to put the number in but they told me the number i didn't have to do math they told me this is what you can take because you can take in most places the original money you have to hold uh depending on how you put it in there um and with me you know it's legal so it's through the bank and i don't have a problem with that but as you know with offshore in the there's been days where they make you jump through hoops to get your money. And you can only have, you can't, I don't know about you guys. Well, John's mostly legit now, right? John, you don't, you haven't been offshore in years, right? Uh, very, very rare. Only if I'm out of state on vacation somewhere, not in Nevada. Right. Um, if, if I do, I'll use my bookie because right. I, I use them for a while. So that's about the only site that I actually trust. But yeah, I mean, 99.9 of my bets are based right here, local in Las Vegas. So, so, so Wes, could you, does your book allow you to withdraw three times in one day? What I'll do is I'll set that withdrawal back and cancel it. And I'm, I'm pretty meticulous about how I do my withdrawals. My Discord page, I have some really smart minds that follow the crypto. So a lot of times I can get a nice bump by waiting or cashing out with a specific type of crypto. But if I'm, if I'm going to cash out, a second time in a day, I'll probably just adjust the withdrawal. I, I don't do that. I, I will keep, I, I mean, I, I stay pretty disciplined. I cash out on Monday, and my unit doesn't really fluctuate. Uh, if I'm going to press my unit, I do it for the week, and I stay on the you know, message with that, and, you know, I cash out on Monday. Yeah, really, that, that's, that's the best way to do it. There's no doubt about it. All right, so uh, here's what we got. I, I'm looking at, and I've told you my philosophy in horse racing is that I'm only looking at playing those extended races, the pick threes and the pick fours, when all of the racers are quality. I'm not going to be betting a pick four if in the middle they throw a dog race because they know, the racetrack knows that everybody else is. Well, good for everybody else. I've never been a big do-what-everybody-else-does kind of guy. What I'm looking at is in New York, the sixth race is 250, the seventh race is 200, 
The A's race is a buck and a quarter, and the Gotham is 300. So it's a pick four leading to the Gotham. So I will be reading all of those races. Now, does it mean I'm going to bet him? No, I could throw it out. Remember, you guys, uh, when I sent you the original text on Sunday, it was going to be three races uh, at Oakland. And they had that, uh, the 6th, the 8th, and the ninth were good races, Wes. But I threw out the 6th because I just didn't have a feel for it. And boom, I hit, the, I hit a try and a super in the next two races. So obviously, you know, again, I was reading the Oakland uh, form good. Uh, California is the race is the sixth race. They have the Santa Anita handicap. And, and as Wes and John know, that's a, that's a very prestigious race. And it's a big time race. And that's what they're doing. So they're setting up their pick three at the end, the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth. 200 grand, 400 grand, 400 grand. So I will bet that pick three, but I will not bet a pick five with the San Felipe because I'm not betting the middle race. Tampa Bay did a great job. You heard me mention it when we talked to Joe. The ninth is two and a quarter. The tenth is 200 grand. The 11th is 400 grand. It's actually the highest paying of all three of the prep races this weekend is that Tampa uh, Bay Derby. So I will be betting that pick three. So that's one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eleven races. That's eleven races. That means I have to. Well, I don't have to set the alarm, John, to get up and get the racing form because they don't usually show up till like ten or eleven. But I, I will get the racing form early, and I will start working on those. And then, as you guys know, if you've never bet horse racing, you really can't put your bets into the next day anyway. Even when they do have future bets on a Breeders' Cup and the Derby, you can bet. On Friday, you can bet Saturday. You wake up Saturday morning, and there's almost always changes. Now, we talked about the difference between trainers and jockeys. Before we go, remember, Wes, when you were off a horse, we talked about because you didn't like the jockey, and then earlier in the day, he wins three in a row? <laughs> Tyler Gassioni, and he had one of his best days of his career that day, and I threw the horse out the window because I didn't like him on that particular day. All right, so on the bottom of the screen, you can check out John on Instagram, GMF underscore sports underscore consultants. Follow Wes on Twitter at 151 underscore sports. Uh, you can play just like the public does. You go to bit.ly, which is just a URL shortener, cash tickets here, because that's what we do. But really, sportsbettingweeklylive.com, you can't miss it. Plus, it's not like... We're making this stuff up. You could listen to every single show John was ever on. You could listen to every single phone call we ever did with Wes. It's right there, sportsbettingweekly.com. John, Wes, thanks for uh, joining us. I am Second Half Chaz. You've been listening to Sports Betting Weekly. Check it out later on on sportsbettingweekly.com every Thursday on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Don't forget, Saturday nights I joined the DCs on the Belly Up Fantasy Show. I'm not sure what we're going to do Sunday because they're really big into to the NBA. And, of course, uh, sportsbettingweeklylive.com. I'm sick of Chaz. Always be cashing. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.